All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this time to come together. And Lord, we especially pray and lift up your name. And Lord, we thank you that we're able to meet together this morning. I thank you for the praise and worship team who's so uh, committed and and caring to prepare this music for you. Lord, I uh, also want to thank you that uh, this morning... uh, We've got enough of a crowd here that it's just it sounds wonderful in your house. And so, Lord, we, we thank you for that and ask uh, that you would bless us this day together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, you, you may be seated. Uh, before we get started, I, uh, I had a, uh, an interesting praise request. I didn't, didn't bring it up earlier. Uh, it kind of combines a couple of uh, praise requests, uh, prayer requests that came out uh, this morning. Um, Hannah and, and Kim were going to Lockhart yesterday to, to sample some, some desserts for the reception, which, by the way, there's some, some good stuff there. Uh, and they realized, uh, kind of at the last minute, that they were going into Lockhart on the day that uh, it's been reported there was going to be a uh, protest. Um, and so they were a little concerned that they were going to go in and into the protest. They got into downtown Lockhart, and, of course, there was a, there was a bunch of police who had a lot of support and in going in to, to, uh, to see a protest, a farmer's market broke out. Um, and it was a wonderful time, evidently. I got a lot of vegetables home, so it, it worked out well. So praise God that, uh, that everything went well there, there in Lockhart. And I pray that, that that's going on across the country. We don't, I don't think I saw that on the news last night, so uh, uh, probably won't. I uh, wanted to, to talk this morning about... Freedom in Christ, and I've got some windows popping up on my screen here, so bear with me for just a second. All right, good. I think, I think I'm good here. Um, during this, this climate, uh, last few months, of course, uh, uh, freedom has been kind of a, a, a big topic uh, that, especially in, in Christian circles, I, I've, I've heard a lot going on about our freedoms and uh, maybe that we're we're losing some freedoms, and, and what does that mean? Um, okay, so maybe my computer's not quite ready. There we go. Um, and and it it occurred to me to ask myself the question, um, you know, are we are we losing these freedoms, and and what is freedom, and uh, where do we get freedom? Um, I actually, probably like many of you, kind of focus most of my media reading and, and listening uh, to, to Christian sources. Uh, and so I've got a couple of uh, quotes here that I, that I heard over the last few months, uh, things like God is not the adversary of liberty, um, things like Jesus came to set us free, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And uh, this one, our, hurt, our hearts yearn to be free. I think the the, the the purpose around that one is our Creator made us, and He made us with hearts that yearn to be free. And so I wanted to, to, to talk about that just a little a little bit. Um, sometimes you 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 want to study a topic, and and maybe uh, you know you have a hard time where to look in the Bible for that topic. I will tell you, looking up the term freedom or liberty. Uh, there's a lot of verses in the Bible. Uh, there's no lack of verses to look at. I pulled up as an example, this, this website says, 100 verses on liberty. 
so you can certainly find plenty of verses to talk about liberty and freedom. Uh, but I picked this first one out that kind of is, we're going to surround this, this talk this morning a little bit around uh, this one verse. Um, Luke 4, 18 through 19. And before I read it, uh, I just want to point out that uh, this, is, this is at the very beginning of, of Jesus' public ministry. And, uh, you know, he's, he's gone into the synagogue and, uh, you know, he's, he's actually given or picked up uh, the Bible, which of course would have, would have been the Old Testament at the time, uh, and, and he's in Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. So this is, this is Christ's words, but he's actually quoting from Isaiah in, in this verse. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Uh, and uh, in case the listeners there in the, in the, uh, in the synagogue didn't catch it, uh, a couple of verses later he's quoted as saying, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Um, so Jesus says these words, and um, the reason I've pulled it up is within... This, uh, this is NASB. It says, uh, proclaim release to the captives. And the question I, I kind of came to is, well, what, what was Jesus saying there? What was, he, what was he proclaiming and the release from what? Uh, and is that, is that, will that help me with, with understanding the freedom in Christ? Um, Matthew Henry says this about that, that verse. It says, the gospel is a proclamation of liberty like that to Israel in Egypt and in Babylon. By the merit of Christ, sinners may be loosed from the bonds of guilt and by His Spirit and grace from the bondage of corruption. And I think I would just like to say this before I go into too many more slides. You know, as, as I've been in the Word myself, the New Testament in particular, uh, what Matthew Henry says there is kind of what I've interpreted often the verses that talk about freedom and, and freedom in Christ. Um, we're, we're talking about sinners being loosed from the bonds of guilt. That's the, that's the type of freedom that, that we're talking about there. So let me, let me go on. Um, but in relation to the topic today that we're talking about, uh, I wanted to, to point out something that was in the... You may know where these words came from. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was very nervous about some of these slides because I knew Coach would be sitting right there. So if I have a problem, I want to call you up. No problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the Declaration of Independence, that's where these words are right up at the beginning. Uh, and, and before I read it, I... I this slide I cut uh, from a source, but I put the little asterisk next to Thomas Jefferson's name because I wanted to point out that uh, while it's believed that he was initially the author or at least wrote the, the initial draft, I wanted to point out that the way they had set that up is that there was a committee that was going to provide that first draft. A uh, gentleman by the names of, you know, you maybe have heard some of these, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Roger Sherman, and Robert Livingston. Uh, these guys had likely taken Jefferson's initial kind of writing 
and, and they had debated it. Y'all have probably played this game before um, where uh, you, know, you, you, you sit down with someone and you go, if you could go back in time to one place and talk to one person, who would you want to do that with? And of course, we as Christians always have to preface this game as, okay, it can't be someone biblical because we know you'd all go back to the, you know, let's just, let's just skip that for a second. Well, I would tell you, this would be a very interesting time to go back to and, and to be a fly on the wall, to not just hear what these, these men said, but you know, the debate that, that obviously must have happened in the exact words they were going to choose and exactly what they were going to say. So what came out of this uh, written and signed by... So after that committee finished, of course, it had to go to the entire um, uh, Second con- Congress, and I'm sure some more edits were done there as well. But anyway, they they finally signed it, and and it says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, The the question becomes, uh, you know, what what I focused in on is, what are these unalienable? Unalienable rights. Now, uh, the final copy says unalienable. You'll also see see inalienable. Um, Coach might know the difference. I don't. Um, So I wanted to talk about what what did that word actually mean. Um, Before I tell you, think in your mind, what do you think that word means? What is an inalienable or unalienable uh, right? And I think most people, when you ask that question, I know me, myself, thought, well, okay, it's a right that cannot be taken away from me. It's my right. It cannot be taken away from me. The word actually comes from, uh, from property law, and uh, it actually is used in the term of it is a right that I cannot give away. Um, to, to better understand this, um, let, let's use this example. Let's say I, I own a couch. All right, that is that is my property. It's my couch, um, but is it an inalienable right to the couch I have, or an alienable right to the couch? Well, it's an alienable right to the couch in that I can give it away, I can sell it, I can do whatever I want with it because it's my couch. But someone can't come take it from me. That's illegal. That's breaking the law. They cannot take it away. Well, the difference here is. This is not a couch we're talking about. We're talking about something you have that you, not only can someone not take it from you, you cannot give it away. Um, So that's what we're talking about. And um, the first thing that they listed there in the Declaration is life. So what they're saying there is that I can't, I can't, they believed that I can't even give up my own life. Okay? So, you know, the church has, has, has believed that for, I don't know, a long time, right? It's a, it's a sin to commit suicide. We are not to be able to give up our own life. If you think about that and you get into, and just a side note, if, you, if you'll bear with me for just a second, and you get into the abortion discussion, it really gets you to ask the question, you know, whose choice is it and, and what is being given away and who has the right to give it, give it away? And the fact of the matter is, Nobody has the right to give away life. 
And so that's why, of course, the debate becomes, well, is that life? And, and then it gets very complicated. But I just wanted to point out that that's, that's one of the things we're talking about. Well, to get on to the topic for today, the second thing listed there in the Declaration is this term called liberty. Um, I wrote down there, does it equal freedom? Uh, there's some slight differences there, but I think for this discussion, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use those kind of interchangeably. Uh, and basically what, what is being said there is that, uh, that we have endowed by God, and that's part of the reason is it is inalienable because they believed it was endowed by God, uh, the right to liberty, the right to freedom, um, that no one can take away. Now, the question becomes, is that what the Bible says? Is that biblical? And uh, the interesting thing to me as I was looking through that is uh, part of that has to do with what you define freedom as and what you define liberty when you read that word. What do you think the term liberty means? Uh, does it mean freedom? Does it mean personal independence? Here's a... a a definition that I found, I think online, that I kind of thought, well, this is, this is probably what the majority of Americans and, 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 and Lord help us, maybe even Christians and churches today, when they see the term liberty or freedom, this is probably a good definition of what they initially think. And it's the ability to make our own decisions and choose our own path in life and do whatever we want whenever we want. And so I think that's, that's a, a decent definition. So if somebody reads the Declaration of Independence and has this definition of what freedom is, then that's for sure what they think Thomas Jefferson and, and uh, those men that signed the Declaration of Independence were setting up our country to guarantee us is, is this freedom, this definition of freedom. I went back to our uh, focus verse and looked at the, the, the words used for proclaim release uh, because I thought, well, this, this will be good because there's going to be a, a Greek word that Jesus used when, when he quoted it, but there's also what was written in the, in the original book of the law or the book of the prophet Isaiah um, and the word that he used. In, uh, I'm always nervous doing this because I don't speak Greek or Hebrew, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say these words as I think they, they said it, but it's translated to Ephesus or Ephesus, um, not sure exactly which, uh, but it, it has the idea of being released from bondage. So it has this idea that previously I was in bondage, but there's a, a freedom and, and I'm out of bondage from that. So that's kind of what that, that word meant in, uh, in the original uh, Hebrew is deraur, maybe that's how you say it. Uh, and it has a, the scholars say that that had a, a meaning of a flowing or a free run of liberty. Um, this gives a decent definition of what Jesus was claiming he was coming to do is to provide this this liberty. This this I was imprisoned. I was released from that prison. So the, the question becomes, well, what, what imprisonment were you in? Well, what are you being released from? Uh, I liked John 8, 31 and 32. Uh, 
It says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Um, this is one of the often quoted verses that, I, that I've seen lately also. Uh, interestingly, if you, if you go down uh, to the very next verse, Jesus gets a response that says, uh, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved by anyone. Uh, so how is it that you say you will become free? So they you know, interpreted what Jesus was saying to mean the freedom that comes from Rome or the freedom that comes from whoever our oppressors are that we can't today do what we want to do as Jews in, in Jerusalem. Um, and so you're here to, to provide that freedom to us. Um, and, and Jesus goes on to, of course, explain that uh, exactly what freedom he's talking about, and we'll get to that in, in just a bit. Uh, Jesus answered them. Oh, we'll get to it right now. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. So that's what he is providing uh, freedom to uh, in that verse. So context is important. Uh, if I would encourage all of us as Christians that if, if we use a verse to make our point, to make sure we, we use it appropriately. Um, Martin Luther wrote this. Uh, he said, A Christian is a perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none. A Christian is a perfectly dutiful servant to all, subject to all. He concludes uh, saying that... Uh, we conclude, therefore, that a Christian lives not in himself, but in Christ and in his neighbor. Otherwise, he is not a Christian. He lives in Christ through faith, in his neighbor through love. By faith, he is caught up beyond himself into God. By love, he descends beneath himself into his neighbor. Moving on to the next verse, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, uh, uh, Paul is, is talking here, uh, and, and again, if you look at the context of the verse, it's talking about the Old Testament, and Paul is, is talking about the, the, the New Covenant giving us the freedom to not be bound by the Old Testament and the, uh, the, the bondage that comes from not being able to live up to the, to the, to the Old Testament at all. Um, in fact, uh, you know, the verse right before it says, those who have not turned to Jesus are still subject to the law. So, I mean, that's, that's what, what he was talking about there is freedom from the law. Um, I like, this is another verse I found uh, from Sinclair Ferguson. Um, if we assume that we have liberties to be exercised at all costs, we become potentially lethal weapons in a fellowship, all too capable of destroying someone for whom Christ has died. And I uh, won't read this whole verse, but you know, if you want to go look at Romans 15, 1 and 3, it talks about even Christ did not please himself. He did not do what was pleasing to himself. 
also wanted to, to think about uh, think about it this way. Uh, who, while here on this earth, have had the most freedom ever on this earth? Um, I think I think you you could say Adam and Eve had the ultimate freedom, and they gave it up. And why did they give it up? Um, well, they they probably thought at the moment they were giving it up in search for freedom, uh, the freedom of knowledge, the freedom of knowing good from evil, uh, and they gave up ultimate freedom in the uh, false belief that they were chasing more freedom. Um, here's a, 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 a more, I think, accurate definition of the freedom that we're talking about from John Piper. Um, he says, you are, free, you are fully free when you have the desire, the ability, and the opportunity to do what, you, to do what will leave you with no regrets forever. I think that's a that's a really good definition. He goes on in in in, in the book where where I got this from with an illustration that I think is pretty pretty interesting uh, about skydiving. Has anyone in here been skydiving? Sorry, I can't see. Yeah, me neither. Um, I I guess for some people it would be a feeling of freedom. I'm not sure I follow exactly this. Uh, this illustration, because I'm not sure I, skydiving would make me feel free at all. But uh, the, the point of his illustration is that uh, let's say you want to you want to go skydive and experience this freedom, uh, but you have an accident on the way to the airport and you don't make it. He says you had a lack of freedom of opportunity, and he goes on to say, or uh, you, you you made it to the airport but you had never taken the required classes. You really didn't have any clue what you were doing. Uh, you were not able to go up in the plane because you lacked the freedom of ability. And he says, or uh, you, you got it in the plane, you made it up there, and you were just too scared to jump. That would be me, yeah? You, you too? You lacked the freedom of desire, brother. <laughs> and... Uh, he says, or you, you do all those things and you actually jump, but the parachute does not open and, uh, and you die. See, you're not truly free because what you're doing is going to destroy you. And I think that, that, that's a, a really good illustration of the type of freedom that Christ brought for us that he was talking about. Second um, Corinthians... 3.17 says, uh, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Um, actually, I'm going I'm to read, uh, we got time here, so I'm going to read from uh, verse 6 all the way through 17. Um, but if the ministry of death and letters engraved on stones, so pause for a second, letters engraved in stones, we're talking about what? The Ten Commandments, we're talking about Moses, we're talking about the Old Testament. But if the ministry of death and letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was, now or how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? 
For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory? In this case, has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses who used, used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ. But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart but whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So in context, you can really see exactly what uh, is being written here in Second Corinthians, that this freedom is freedom from what? From the law, from the condemnation of the law that the law brought. And, and these verses are... are are really awesome because even that condemnation from the law glorified God. How much more will the gospel glorify God? I believe our, our Constitution and, and founding fathers uh, did believe, or at least documented in the Declaration of Independence. Again, I would have loved to, to been in that room and listened to them. Uh, that their full intentions were to create a new government with checks and balances to do their best to protect our freedoms, our God-given freedoms, and, I, and uh, uh, so that they would do their best to protect the freedoms. And, and the third thing they said was an inalienable rights, so that we could they could pursue their own happiness. Uh, those same men, however, shortly after wrote a constitution. Uh, because they recognize the need for law and the rules of law. They recognize our sinful ways and that we needed that. And so while they certainly uh, were intent on letting the, the, the king of England know that you know, he had gone too far and, and was not allowing the freedoms, uh, they were not, I believe, using the term freedom as these people should be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, in all costs. I think they did have a biblical view of what freedom meant, and that's what our, our Declaration of Independence um, was set to guarantee us, a biblical freedom. Um, and, of course, where can that come from but only Christ? It cannot come from our police force, and it cannot come from our Supreme Court uh, or anywhere else. We only can have that freedom from Christ. So this is this really is this freedom in Christ really is the gospel message. This is the message that Jesus brought for us. Um, see, you you are offered this freedom while you are still a sinner, and while you are still a sinner. Uh, this, this freedom is free for you to choose. Uh, all you have to do is, is trust in Christ. Trust that Jesus can do what he said he can do. This freedom doesn't come from, from trusting in your husband, from your father, from your grandfather, from your governor, 
from your president, uh, that's not the freedom you're, you're looking for. Uh, not even from your insurance company or your check from the government. Um, but you must trust fully in Christ alone. Uh, and that's, that's the message of the gospel that we need to be sharing with, with everyone. And uh, I just pray that you would be able to uh, keep that in mind while uh, some of the, the speakers I've seen online you know, really get me excited because and, 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 uh, they're right. You know, freedoms are being, being taken away from us. Uh, but you know, just do do yourself a favor. Do uh, in the in the purpose of glorifying God. Uh, just make sure you you use these verses in context, um, and that you uh, remind people, Christ, your Christian friends, that the freedom we're after is not you know, can I wear a mask? If I don't want to wear a mask, I don't have to wear a mask. Is that is that kind of where we're at? Uh, that's, I'm not saying that our Constitution doesn't give us that right, but uh, be careful using some of the Bible verses to, to, to make that claim. Um, I, will, I will say this in closing, since I have just a little time. Um, I think God did give us the inalienable right of freedom. Uh, I mean, he gave us the ultimate freedom, maybe I wish he didn't, to disobey him and to not follow him. He gave us the freedom uh, of free will. And so God uh, does uh, endow every man with that uh, inalienable right to freedom. I do believe that. Uh, so I don't want you leaving here thinking I, I do not. Uh, but it's which freedom are we, can we not give up? That's, that's the important thing.